The Spurs played their first ever pair of games in Austin. Well, let's talk about that. You are locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. Hope everybody's getting ready for the start of a new work week. And we'll get you going right here on Lockdown Spurs. What are we talking about today? We're going to be looking at the pair of Austin games. For the first time ever in franchise history, a pair of regular season games were held in Austin, Texas. What was the ambiance like? What was the Moody Center like? And then we're going to get into what R.C. Buford Hoppovich had to say about Austin and Spurs games being there and it's you know their thoughts on San Antonio's nerves and then we'll end up with an opinion whether Spurs fans should be worried or not uh, this episode of Lockdown Spurs is brought to you by the one the only prize picks you got to get prize picks now uh, it is uh, well you want to use promo code locked on at prizepicks.com uh, yeah, you can get a, yourself a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code LOCKDOWN. Let's go to bring in our guest. He's bookending us. He ended last week of Lockdown Spurs with us. Now he's starting Lockdown Spurs with us this week. He is Michael Jimenez, my good friend over at San Antonio Sports Star. He went into Austin territory just for you, Spurs fans, to give you the experience. Michael, did you survive? Were you okay? Did you feel dirty afterwards? Yeah, I felt like I checked out the other chick. Um, oh, man, it was, you did, didn't it you? It was bizarre. I had to go, man. You know, I have press passes. I could have gone in there for free, watched in Section 123 like the other members of the media, but I did it differently. I went, I bought a ticket, and I was in the upper level, hanging out with fans, asking them questions. Where are you from? Why did yeah. you come to this game? Are you a Spurs fan at all? And it was, to me, as opposed to interviewing the players after the game, I wanted to interview fans after the game. Yeah. And that's basically what I did. Well, we're going to get into that and much more right now. Make sure to follow Jimenez on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. He's going to brag about his show, Jimenez Spence, and the San Antonio Sports Star later on this show. So you went in as a fan. You passed up on your media passes. You First of all, tell everybody about the experience. How much did the Moody Center – uh, look like a home game because that's what Buford and the Spurs said they wanted to make it as much as a home game for Austin. What was just the overall environment? Were there any special perks that maybe you you saw in Austin but don't see in San Antonio? Just tell us about that. Well, first of all, I thought the traffic going into Austin was going to be awful, right? I mean, it was rainy uh, for the Thursday game. I left San Antonio around 3.30. And usually when I drive to Austin, you know, by the time you get to South Austin, it is a bumper-to-bumper nightmare. But for some reason, I got straight into downtown with no traffic. The hard part was finding parking because, you know, I don't know where to park over there. I'm not an Austinite. So uh, that was the difficult part was finding parking. But it wasn't that bad once you got into the garage and made your way to the Moody Center. It was maybe about a half-mile walk for me to get into the arena. Uh, when I got to the arena, uh, walking up the hill, I thought to myself, wow, that's kind of a small arena compared to AT&T mm-hmm. Center. Right. And I went inside, and it was clean. It was super clean. 
And it's a brand new arena, so it got that feeling, that vibe of you're walking into a model home. Mm-hmm. And from the get-go, you walk into the arena. At the door, there's a bunch of merch out there. And what I noticed is that 90% of the merch either said I-35 series or it said San Antonio Spurs on it. Okay. There was only one shirt that I saw that was inside that said Spurs on top, like with the, like with the logo. Mm-hmm. Underneath it, it said San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And in smaller letters underneath San Antonio, it said Austin. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that, that was one shirt that I saw out there. Uh, the, the concessions were different, you know, because, you know, in San Antonio, you have Whataburger, you have yeah. Pizza Hut, you have things like that. Um, but when I went into the Moody Center, you know, it was like Bavarian hot dogs. It was mm-hmm. something a little bit different. There was a lot more alcohol being advertised over there. I'm not talking about beer, like Bud Light right. or Budweiser. I'm talking about like Tito's and mm-hmm. Tennessee. Uh, so like top shelf liquid. stuff. Top shelf stuff was being advertised yeah. over there. And then I walked into the actual arena, like where the seats are. And I saw the Spurs logo, the Spurs yeah. 50th anniversary logo. And it was like, you know, control C, control V. They copy and pasted what's in mm-hmm. the AT&T Center onto the Austin floor. And it was both beautiful and disturbing at the same time. Beautiful in the sense that it felt like a Spurs game, disturbing in that I was not in San Antonio having this experience. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know, I look it's from the from the broadcast, it looks like there were celebrities in town for the game. I know Sue Bird was there. I believe Alex Rodriguez was there. So I, I know the list goes on and on. So there's that. There's that little element. Austin does ha- kind of have a Hollywood vibe to it as well. So I wasn't too surprised to see some stars there. I want to ask you, though, what what about the introduction? I heard <laughs> that, they, that the announcer didn't say, and now you're San Antonio Spurs. I heard it was just say, you're Spurs. That's right. Uh, I took some video from the very, very top of the arena uh, just to kind of get like a big overview of the introduction. Uh, that went pretty viral on Twitter at Mike yeah, ESPN yeah. because uh, it was it was a, a pretty good site. I mean, uh, I believe the guy's name is Chuck Soro, who's like mm-hmm. the uh, the hype guy for the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, got on the jumbotron and told everybody, "Hey, we're going to turn off the lights, turn on your flashlights to your phones, mm-hmm. and go with the beat up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right." So he coached the crowd into doing this. They turned off the lights, all the lights shined, and it made it appear as though all 16,000 seats were filled at that point. Um, it was a beautiful sight, seeing the, the lights go up and down, and then they do, they do the introductions. And instead of your San Antonio Spurs, it was your Spurs. Wow. And it was a little bit disturbing. The weird thing about it is, is that from what I understand, the television broadcast made it appear as though these guys were amped up. These guys being the fans mm-hmm. were amped up from the get-go, right? Quarter number one at tip-off. You can make a a video live, a, a broadcast appear a certain way. Mm-hmm. Fact of the matter is, is that the arena was only half full when the game started. 
Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It was completely full when the Spurs were making that comeback down the stretch. But this was a late-arriving crowd. Uh, I would say that the arena didn't actually get packed until somewhere midway through the second quarter. Yeah, um, the arena did look like it was fun. Obviously, that game one in Austin, you couldn't have scripted a better way for San Antonio Spurs to have a game, you know, a thrilling game down to the wire. You know, Spurs win late. You know, everybody's going crazy. I saw fans painting their chest with the S yeah. and the P and the U and the RAS. There was that row. It felt like a college vibe. Would you agree that it was more of a college basketball vibe? Well, it was a younger crowd compared to the mm-hmm. AT&T Center. I mean, the, the players talk about this all the time. They say, you know, it's a different vibe when you're in Austin compared to San Antonio. It's a younger vibe. Well, it was reflected in who was in the stands. Uh, the stands, I'm not saying that they're all, you know, UT students or anything like that, uh, but there were a bunch of young professionals out there. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, a, a Thursday night where people wanted something to do. I spoke to a guy that was sitting next to me. He brought his family. He was a young family. And I was asking him, hey, you guys Spurs fans? He's like, no. We just wanted something to do in Austin. This is, this is new to town. We wanted to check it out. It was a last-minute decision to buy tickets. And it was weird because, you know, the, the family had said, yeah, we've gone to a Spurs game at the AT&T Center before, you know, mm-hmm. two or three years ago. But because it's in Austin, we just decided to check it out. And it was funny because game is starting. They're indifferent. They're eating popcorn, whatever the case may be. Fourth quarter rolls around. Spurs making a comeback. And they're cheered at the top of their lungs. I bet. Like it's yeah. their team. Wow. And this was a remarkable first impression that the Spurs made to the city of Austin. Now, I know they got blown out in the second game. But first impressions mean a lot. And I think that it, it's disturbing to watch the Spurs play in Austin. But I understand what they're doing because over the course of three hours, two and a half, three hours, I saw an indifferent crowd suddenly have a vested interest in this team and suddenly want to cheer for this team. And now I get what the Spurs are trying to do. I just think that the Spurs are tone deaf. Not the players talking about the ownership group are tone deaf as to how they're doing it. But I get why they're doing it. He is Michael Jimenez of San Antonio Sports Star. Excuse me. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. When we get back, we're going to react to what the Spurs are saying about this uh, I-35 series, what Popovich had to say, what R.C. Buford had to say, and then get into Mike's opinion whether or not uh, Spurs fans should be worried about any relocation. Yeah, the R word right here on Lockdown Spurs. But before we do all that, I want to make sure I talk to you about Price Picks. Hey, you got to get Price Picks right now. It's daily fantasy made easy. So what you do is you pick two to six players. If you want to score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to twenty-five times on any entry. Look, no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch: NBA, NFL, MLB, NHA, PGA. Uh, forget MMA, boxing, disc golf, Eurobasket, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's so easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download Price Picks app or go to the pricepicks.com website to sign up today to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get themselves a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. You deposit 100, 
Price pick gives you 100. You deposit 50, Price picks will give you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We're back right here on Locked On Spurs with Michael Jimenez. We are talking about the Spurs' first ever pair of games, regular season games, out at the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. So, Jimenez. You gave us the uh, the ambiance, you gave us the environment, what it felt like there, fans, and you know the the light show that they that I thought was just San Antonio's, but apparently not. You know that whole light show pregame, but nevertheless, the Spurs came out full force to calm the nerves of San Antonio-based fans and say, "No, this is not the R-word relocation. No, this is not you know anything like that. This is simply just." expanding our market base or expanding our fan base to thrive in San Antonio. Popovich did tell everybody after that first game or before the first game in Austin, that this is going to be happening moving forward. He meant as this is the new normal for San Antonio Spurs fans. This is going to happen next season and beyond as of this point. What did you think about the Spurs coming out and saying stuff like this? Hey, San Antonio fans, don't worry. This is nothing. You know, you know the players themselves saying they enjoy Austin. What did you think about all that? Well, I, bought, I believe that the 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 problem that the Spurs have had is selling this from the get go. So we can talk about what they said after the first two games, but let's talk about real quick how they first introduced this. When they asked Bear County Commissioner's Court for permission to play. X number of games outside of the AT&T Center, they were reminded that they have to play a certain number of games at the AT&T Center. And they understood and they were allowed to play games in Mexico City before. But then to say, well, beyond Mexico City, maybe we're looking at Monterey, maybe we're looking at Austin, the Alamo Dome for the 50th anniversary celebration. And a lot of ears perked up at Commissioner's Court when it came to Austin. Mm-hmm. And the Spurs were saying, hey, look, we're trying to, to increase our, our footprint over there. Keep in mind, as Spurs fans, what do we call ourselves all the time? We call ourselves a small market. Mm-hmm. We're a small market because in the rankings, we might be the seventh largest city in the United States. But when it comes to the surrounding communities and our suburbs and whatnot, and when it comes to television penetration, Right now, we're 31st in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So think about that. 32 NBA teams, we're 31st in size, okay, when it comes to media markets. When I was growing up and you were growing up, the Austin market was always in the 60s. But now, the Austin market's number 35. So San Antonio is 31, Austin is 35. Austin is growing and gaining on us when it comes to market size. But if you were to combine the two, San Antonio and Austin, suddenly, collectively, that media market size jumps up into the mid-teens. So we'd mm-hmm. be like the size of a Seattle right. when it comes to things. And I know Seattle doesn't have a team, but just go with, with market size when it comes to Denver. That's where we're at. So what I think the sports are trying to do is they're trying to regionalize this team so that even though we're a small market, we have the effect, we have the fan base and the footprint of a media market that is double the size of what San Antonio is. Mm -hmm. 
by explaining it that way, the Spurs could have could have avoided certain headaches along the way. But instead, it was, let's just have this grand overture towards the city of Austin. Let's have the Spurs kind of like musicians, you know, playing for people at street corners. Let's have the Spurs on street corners. They're on 5th and 6th Street out there meeting fans, stuff that they don't do in San Antonio necessarily. Mm-hmm. So when I hear what the Spurs are saying, I understand what they're doing. They just sold it incorrectly. It was a tone-deaf way of selling it. And now they mm-hmm. have to make up ground, but now we're hearing the players like Trey Jones and Zach Collins and Kelvin Johnson come out and say, hey, we love Austin. It's a better vibe for us. We have, a, we have fans over here that are packing the house. I mean, Kelvin Johnson, after the game on Thursday, when they made that dramatic victory, come from behind victory, Kelvin Johnson was given the mic, and he screams almost like he was walking off the stage of a rock concert, we love you, Austin! Wow. And then goes, and then goes oh, um, also want to thank the San Antonio fans for making their way up here, because I know that a lot of you that were in the stands today made it from San Antonio. So it was kind of a weird thing there. But that's that's where we are. So you, you talk about the new normal. Uh, that's why when I wrote that column on ESPNSA.com uh, Friday morning, um, the aftermath of the victory in Austin on Thursday, I used the phrase Pandora's box is open. You know, when you allow them to go to Austin, and as contentious as it was at Commissioner's Court, at the end of the day, Commissioner's Court allowed it, Okay. They allowed it. They may have raised the stink about it, but at the end of the day, they allowed it. This is the new normal, but there's only a certain number of games that can be played outside of the AT&T Center. And James Fletcher brought up a very interesting point. We were doing um, Jimenez and Spence on Friday. He was saying, you know, these games this year didn't matter, ultimately. You know, games 40 and 41 of our home games, didn't matter. But imagine if we were fighting for a playoff spot. What, imagine if we were trying to win a division title. Imagine if we're trying to win a play-in tournament spot and we're having these games played in Austin as opposed to San Antonio. Wouldn't it be better for the Spurs to somehow make, if they're going to be playing in Austin, two or three or four or five games, however many it's going to be, wouldn't it be better to have that during the rodeo road trip as opposed yeah, it, to the Spurs being gone for four weeks? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think um, it should be adjusted moving forward. I don't like that situation. I, I felt, too, that when they announced that they're going to play games away from the AT&T and Austin was one of them, we'll slot that during the rodeo road trip. Maybe that's the beginning or maybe the, the ending of it. But I also got to bring up this, too, Jimenez, is that you know, I've had uh, the VP of admin basketball and lockdown Spurs. You know, I had an article that really got Spurs fans fired up on kinsfire.com slash Spurs about what Buford had to say. Now, this is what Buford said way before it was a, more of a reality, like right when they had announced that, you know, the preseason, you know, early in the offseason that this was going to happen. And I found this very interesting. Did you know, according to NBA bylaws, NBA teams are allowed to tap into their region in a 150-mile radius, wherever their home base is. Like, the NBA allows for that. 
So in this article via the Austin American Statesman, Pop, I mean, Buford's response to why they're doing this, his answer was, why not? And he's right. Why not? Every NBA team can do that. We're seeing that with the Warriors. You know, they're, they're doing the regionalization of it. The Spurs, they're starting to do that as well. So they're allowed to do this, Jimenez. So they're not doing anything wrong by, by the letter of the NBA bylaws. So I found that very, very interesting. But it did feel weird. It felt odd. It didn't feel right. You know, San Antonio has always been in San Antonio Spurs game. Yeah, the occasional preseason game here or there, you know, Mexico City, fine, whatever. But, yeah, it, it, this is the new normal, Jimenez, and Spurs fans are going to have to get used to this. Hey, we're not done talking. When we get back, we're going to dive into our opinions, whether or not Spurs fans should be worried about Austin getting those uh, Spurs regular season games. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about the Ultimate Pro GM. You got to get it right now. Look, it's the coolest game around that I played in a long time. And I've always thought that I could be a great NBA GM. But it turns out, well, maybe it's not that easy. If you have ever thought about managing your own basketball franchise, then go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of the franchise, like playing through seasons, leading your franchise to glory, building up your fan base. Yeah, no joke. You can do that and build a historic dynasty. It's a simulation that you're going to be responsible for. And that also includes hiring the right coaches, assistants, trading, training players, making draft picks, personalities, good ones, challenging ones. Yeah, it's really a complete basketball game you got to get right now. It's very realistic. It's completely free. Playable offline, play in the go, play as you want and when you want. I like it. You will like it too. The Lockdown NBA hosts are enjoying it. I really believe you will too. Lockdown Spurs listeners can get themselves a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in the game store. So go make sure and check it out. Download the game. Just visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the App Store. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your fantasy today. And I'm also proud to talk about our newest sponsor right here on Lockdown Spurs, Mud Slingers drive through Coffee out in San Antonio. Yes, Lockdown Spurs, first ever San Antonio-based advertiser and company. Glad to have them on board. Hey, look, the season might be over, but that doesn't mean you can still fill up and get your day going every single day of the week. It's locally owned, independent coffee shop. They're proud to make delicious coffee for our community. They do it fast and friendly, so you can get on with your day. Whether you're in the mood for a latte, cold brew, or a Red Bull-infused lightning bolt, Mud Slingers has you covered. They have drinks for every taste. Mud Slingers also has a wide selection of dairy alternatives, low-calorie options, even caffeine-free drinks for those who just want to take it easy. Go to Mud Slingers drive through Coffee right now. Get yourself a tasty, convenient caffeine fix. Located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive near 281 and 1604. They're open every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Life is too short for bland coffee. That's going to bring him back. He is Michael Jimenez, San Antonio Sports Star's very own. And he is co-host of Jimenez and Spence. So Jimenez, big question. Spurs fans are worried. They might be thinking that the riding is on the raw, that relocation is on the way. Are they right or should they pump the brakes? Well, pump the brakes for right now, uh, in a way, okay, because I'm fearful of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say that it doesn't cross my mind. Um, Spurs are under 
contract with the AT&T Center for several more years to come. But the question becomes what happens after that and then how does this penetration within the 150 mile radius work? You know, is there wiggle room outside of that contract? You know, can they point to something there? You mentioned in the last segment, the Golden State Warriors and their their desire that that's the template there for being a regional team as opposed to being a, you know, one city specific team. That gives me no comfort at all because Golden State relocated. Mm-hmm. Golden State was in Oakland, relocated to San Francisco. They relocated to a bigger market. Now, you could say that Oakland was part of the San Francisco market in some respect. But, you know, it's just so disappointing uh, knowing that this is going to be kind of the new normal when it comes to things. I don't think the Spurs necessarily are going to to move right away. But the question becomes, what happens? You know, I'm not worried about 2023. I'm worried about 2033 when mm-hmm. it comes to things. Because at this point, already at this stage right now, the AT&T Center is a dinosaur. It is. And it's stuck in the middle of nowhere on East Houston Street. There's no reason to go out there other than go to the Spurs game, and that is it. There's no entertainment venue out there. There are no restaurants. There are no shops. Now, here's the thing. The Spurs wanted the arena to be built there. So the Spurs have that to blame when it comes to it. But the lifespan of an NBA arena is 25 years. And the Mm -hmm. AT&T Center, by the time the the Spurs lease runs out, will be over 30 years old. So that being said, that is what concerns me about this, is that the Spurs right now are not are not asking for a new arena. They're not coming out there pounding their chest saying right. that they're making demands for a new facility or, or whatever the case may be. And I know that they're building that new complex near La Quintana. I get all that. But when the time comes for their lease to run out the AT&T Center, that is their opportunity to look up and go, where are we going now? And they're not going to do it in 2033. They're going to make these calls in 2029. 2030, city of San Antonio, Bear County, better be freaking ready with a new facility, a new location, and say this is why it's going to be bigger and better for you guys. Maybe yeah. it's the La Contera area, but my God, if it's if it's like a hey, we're going to leave the 210, we're going to go to the 830, or we're going to go to South Austin, that would just royally piss me off. Yeah, that I, is I, what the fear is. The fear is not 2023. The fear is 2033. Right. I, I, I tell Spurs fans that, you know, they should definitely pump the brakes. Don't get ahead of themselves. That you would want to wait to look for the usual sign. So the first sign would be the lease. You know, there's going to be there the back in the future, the Spurs and the Bear County, they're fighting over that. Then that's your first red flag. Second red flag is going to be if you see Austin either expanding the Moody Center or breaking ground on an NBA ready arena, then you you start getting nervous. Wait for those signs. We saw it in Vegas. Vegas is a good blueprint for this. Broke ground on an NFL uh, stadium. They got themselves an NFL team. They already they're breaking ground or not very close to finishing an NBA ready team uh, arena. Excuse me. So, yeah, you, you look for signs like that. But as you of know, right now, no. No, and I, I also tell Spurs fans, 
that the Austin and San Antonio link has been there for years from their training camp back in the day to the freaking Mm -hmm. GB team being based there to helicoptering fans from Austin to the AT&T to, you know, you know, before this push of companies that came into the uh, AT&T center, you know, like your, your selfie, your Dell, whatnot. Yeah. Also to, I think Airbnb, there have already been links to San Antonio and Austin, uh, some corporate money, not a lot, but not that we're seeing now. So this is not new, Well, but you I, definitely want to wait for the thing. big red flags. I want to bring up one other thing real fast. And this is a comfort that I take when it comes to, when it comes to um, the Spurs not relocating. Why is the NFL not in San Antonio? The NFL should have should have come to San Antonio in 2005. The city of San Antonio tried to steal the Saints from New Orleans, and the Saints were willing, and it was a bad PR move, and the Saints stayed in New Orleans. That has been nearly two decades ago. So what prevents the city of San Antonio from getting an NFL team? It's not so much Jerry Jones, which maybe it's a little bit Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, but what prevents San Antonio from getting an NFL team is, is the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs know that there's only so much advertising and marketing available in San Antonio. They would not want to have an NFL team unless their fingerprints were all over it, and it was part of the Spurs and the entertainment group and all of that, right? Think about Austin. If the Spurs were to relocate to Austin, who would be the most pissed off party? The most pissed off party would be the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. Because UT, what do they have during the fall? The NBA season goes from October to May. Do you think UT wants the Spurs to rival UT football? No. Or rival UT basketball, men's or women's? Mm-hmm. The UT sports. Would be in would be intimidated by an NBA franchise being there. They don't care if an MLS team is there. So that gives me some sense of comfort of knowing that the one entity that would not want the Spurs necessarily being there for longer than X number of games is the University of Texas, because they don't want to share the spotlight with the Spurs. Yeah. No, so, you're you're. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that also, too, that should give, like you mentioned, Spurs fans comfort. But I still think at the end of the day, it's still a business. We've seen this before in other sports franchises from the from St. Louis telling you know, their fan base, oh, no, we love it here. And then next thing you know, they're in L.A. That'd be the Rams. Right. The, What's the max number the, of games you think the Spurs can play out there? Well, I, mean, I, I know, I know they, can, they can do like five right now, right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they asked for more, you know, down the road. You, you They'd know, have to like, get permission at, at that point. Yeah, they have to get permission, right? So, you know, then, you know, maybe the Bear County want to play nice. You know, like, okay, we'll let you do this. We don't want you to go. So go ahead and play your five games over there. But, you know, again, Spurs fans, I don't think you should be worried about this. If anything, you should just be just banking it in your Rolodex, your mental Rolodex, and just saying, okay. That's cool. You know, take it for what they were saying. You know, it's just expansion of the market, keeping the team thriving in, in San Antonio. 
And also, too, we're forgetting this is very key to TV ratings. Brendan James, the uh, Spurs VP basketball operations, did say recently or, or earlier this season, excuse me, that, you know, they already maxed out San Antonio. They can't max it out anymore. So in order to keep up with the TV side of things, your Knicks, your Lakers, your Bulls, you know, your Heat, uh, you, you got to do that. And that, you know, combining the Austin and San Antonio market puts them in you know, position to thrive in that area and, as well. So, and, that, and that, that's the funny thing is that everything that they're saying is true. It's how they're saying it shows that, I, I hate to keep using the phrase tone deaf, but it just shows that they're good at business, but not good at sales. Mm-hmm. They did not sell this to the city of San Antonio and Spurs fans. To say that we hey the way they phrased it you know you know we we've done all we can to for the city of San Antonio to make the Spurs San Antonio's team it just sounds so defensive to say something like that and it, and it's like it, it's basically like saying look you got a ring on your finger what are you worried about yeah that's basically what they said well it's and def- it, it, it's disturbing. Yeah, yeah, and and I get it. And I can understand why Spurs fans are a little nervous right now, but I also can understand both sides of the arguments. You know, the argument you're saying that, hey, you know, maybe don't be nervous now, be nervous later. I can understand why Spurs fans are nervous right now. I understand why some fans are, fans are not nervous. I, I, I can see all sides of the argument. To me, it's just too early in this game, if there even is a game to be played you know, I- in this relocation uh, discussion. I saw this uh, statistic the other day that uh, made a triangle like a, like a, like they, they got a map of Texas mm-hmm. and they put a triangle from DFW to Houston to San Antonio back up to DFW and it said that 75% of Texas population wise lives in that triangle from San Antonio to Houston to Dallas Right, so that's when you incorporate towns like you know New Braunfels and San Marcos to Kyle and Buda and Temple and Belton and you know Colleen go all the way up, right? And what's interesting about it is is that in that triangle there are four major cities. Three of them have NBA franchises, and you have Austin sticking out there within a two-hour distance of San Antonio, two-hour distance of. Dallas and maybe two and a half hours from Houston. The Spurs are right in trying to make that overture towards Austin because it's like, wait a minute. That's a city right there that doesn't have a home, quote unquote, home team, a Mm -hmm. a rooting vested interest in cheering for a team. Why don't we go scoop that up before the Mavericks do? Why don't we scoop that up before the, the Rockets do? And I know you're saying 150 mile radius and all that stuff. And San Antonio fits in there tremendously. It makes perfect business sense. I just ask the Spurs organization that in the future, when you're trying to sell this to Spurs fans, do better wordsmith what you're saying. Because how you've been going about doing it the past year has absolutely sucked. And your PR needs to do better. 
I get it from a business standpoint. Right. Makes perfect sense. And when I was there at the Moody Center and I saw indifferent fans suddenly cheer, go Spurs, go, and defense. And when I saw Trey Jones and Keita Bates yeah, make back-to-back-to-back threes and Spurs take the lead, and when I saw Kelvin Johnson scream, we love you, Austin. Thank you for coming out tonight. Thank you, Spurs fans from San Antonio, for making the drive up 35. When I saw all that, it all came to life for me. Like, wow, this makes perfect business sense. Mm-hmm. But from a PR they- standpoint, from a sales point standpoint, to existing Spurs fans, do a better job. He is Michael Jimenez with San Antonio Sports Star. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at MikeESPNSA. Michael, we need you to brag about the star and your show. What's going on? Hey, this week I'm getting an award going back up to Austin. You know, Congratulations. Home of, home of the Austin Antonio Spurs. Um, <laughs> yeah, going to be going out there, uh, receiving an award on behalf of my show. Uh the Texas Association of uh, Broadcasters named my old show, Halftime, uh, best sports show in the state of Texas, which is kind of funny because, you know, we've got R&R and we've got The Blitz and they're mm-hmm. amazing shows. And I don't feel like I'm better than any of those guys. But nonetheless, uh, my, uh, my show won. And I get to go get that award this upcoming weekend. So I'm excited about that. And uh, my favorite part of it all was that when I, that was announced a few weeks ago, all the comments on your Twitter page. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> How does that happen? Um, but uh, no, it's, it's been a fun ride. Uh, Jimenez and Spence goes from 12 to 3. Spence should be back this week. He was off on vacation last week. And, uh, you know, we talk sports, we talk Spurs, we talk Cowboys. And uh, we're trying to incorporate some new things in there to be a little bit more hip, a little bit more younger. Uh, we're trying to find our way a little bit. It's still a growing show. Uh, he managed to spend 12, and 12 to 3. And uh, James Fledger fills in sometimes when Spence is not there. Uh, we oftentimes see an appearance of Jeff Garcia from Locked on Spurs. That's right. But it's a fun show. And uh, like I said, we're always evolving. And uh, I, it's, it's a fun time. And Spurs fans, we were wondering why we didn't dive into any pre or pre-season now, you know, off-season talk. Is because this show is being recorded before the Dallas game that just ended to close out the season. We will get into uh, what just happened this past season later on on this week on uh, Lockdown Spurs. Heads up, the Lockdown Spurs will likely start winding down its uh, daily uh, shows as the, the offseason begins now. So keep that in mind. But no, we're going to dive into it. This is just something we had to talk about before the official close of the regular season for your Spurs right here on Locked on Spurs. Thanks for making Locked on Spurs your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, the list goes on and on. Also on the Ken's 5 Plus app. So make sure to also check out Locked on Game to Game, available on the Odyssey app and YouTube pages. So for Michael Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lot on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Thanks. 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 Thanks.